Hi, and welcome to City Works, part two of our Rouse Review podcast. Uh, I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman, and with me is Amy Simmons. Hello, Dan. Today, we're going to talk to Tim Humans about the comprehensive plan, which is one of the guiding documents for city government required by state code. It serves a variety of purposes um, and some things it doesn't do. So today, we're going to learn about what the comp plan does and does not mean for you as a resident. All right, Tim's here. Now, everybody, you've met Tim before. We had Tim in to talk about something. What did we talk about, Tim? Last time you were in here, what did you talk about? Well, I I used to do the uh, the Rouse reviews, but uh, other than that, it could have been some planning issue. I think it was a planning issue. Was it a... Mm. I don't know, but he used to do the Winchester History 101. Yeah, that's right. Did we talk about... I think we must have talked about a... The planning process. Was it just the planning process? I don't remember that. Oh, you know what? I think we talked about the comp plan before. Leading up to the open house that the... Um, That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it, was right. so, it was so engaging that we completely exactly. forgot about it. Exactly. So we're going to do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again so we can remember. You know that thing that we all forgot about? Let's do another podcast about that. Um, so let's see if it sticks this time. Okay, Tim. Welcome. So Tim, welcome. Um, Thank you. For those of you who don't know, Tim Humans is our planning director. He's been with the city for... Mm. Uh, this is my 34th year coming up on the start of 35. Wow, you jumped in before I could make a joke. Um, <laughs> Forever. <laughs> would be, I make so many jokes about how long Tim's been here. Um, so, comp plan. Yes. I think this is, though, a good opportunity for the, uh, the handful of people that listen to this podcast to um, understand better what the comp plan is what it is not, what it is in relation to our zoning and mm-hmm. the zoning map mm-hmm. and uh, what's coming up uh, because this is a, it's a big know, year. This is a big year. We're, we're updating the comp plan. It's been 10 years. Planning commission has been working on it for five of those 10 years. And uh, now it's in front of city council. So which is the final step, right? The final step should be. Yeah. So uh, Tim explain what is the comp plan? Thanks, Dan. Um, So, yes, it is a guide. Uh, It is an official document of the city. It is required by state code, but it is not law. And uh, that's a major distinction in terms of the comp plan as compared to, say, the zoning ordinance and the land subdivision ordinance and city code. Those are all codified ordinances. That is local law. the, the comp plan uh, is more of a visionary document. It's kind of a blueprint for the city to say, here's what we think we want to be in the future. And here are some recommendations uh, that may include some narrative in the comp plan chapters, hmm. uh, as well as some kind of inspirational graphics that show what could be done with some of the sites that city council and the planning commission and the public have said, we want to see change here. So this inspirational graphic you speak of, (laughs) that's the character map, right? The character map is the larger one, but then in Chapter 11, we also break that uh, city as a whole down into 10 geographic planning areas, and we say, here are some places within these geographic areas where we feel uh, there's an opportunity for redevelopment. Got it. So the character map, 
with inspirational graphics. And when he says inspirational, he doesn't mean there's going to be like American flags and eagles. And, <laughs> well, you know, it also doesn't mean it's going to happen either. Exactly. It's right. inspirational as that, and that we hope it inspires <laughs> a developer <laughs> to do something kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And kind of like that's the key phrase. You know, I think a lot of folks, especially with recent uh, developments that have come through, mm-hmm. uh, they'll point to the comp plan and say, well, hey, this is different than the comp plan. Mm-hmm. The comp plan is just inspirational, aspirational. Uh, it is not law, as yeah. you said. We, so call, tell- we call it normative. It, it's what normative. could and maybe what should happen, but it is not what must happen or there shall happen. Yeah. Normative. Yeah. Hmm, that's, that's, uh, a word. that's a good SAT word for okay. the day. <laughs> normative. So um, in layman speak, uh, in normative speak, uh, <laughs> tell me what the difference. So if I'm... If I want to find out what if there's a property next door to my house, mm-hmm. I want to figure out, and I see some signs posted as to, oh, it looks like something's about to happen in this property. What should a resident go look at? They should go to the city website and access the city's comprehensive plan mm-hmm. to see what we have said should or could happen on that property. And this is particularly important if somebody's looking to purchase a property and they are backed up to a farm field. Well, if that farm field is mm-hmm. the Kernstown battlefield, they will quickly find out that there are preservation easements in place. Mm-hmm. If they are backed up to land that's just vacant, they should be suspicious. Uh, if it's inside the city limits, I say suspicious. They should be wanting to find <laughs> out. Yeah, don't uh, go, uh, <laughs> just want to find yeah. out. There's nothing nefarious <laughs> with an empty lot sitting no, in your back. No, no it's, uh, but it, you know, it's buyer beware. Mm-hmm. And if you back up to vacant property, you need to check with the uh, the um, either the planning department directly or uh, consult the uh, comprehensive plan that's posted on the city website uh, and and see what is likely to happen there in the future. So what's the so that's the comp plan, mm-hmm. but sometimes what happens what's what we would like in the comp plan isn't what happens. So if somebody if somebody wants to know what is allowable on the property, they would go to the zoning map, right? They, they would go to the zoning map as well. That's correct. Um, and that's also available on the website. It is, mm-hmm. yep, uh, with the GIS maps. Um, and so, yes, that, that is the law. There's the official map and then also the zoning ordinance. Those two things um, comprise the law. Um, mm-hmm. And the zoning administrator is tasked with keeping that zoning map up to date and as well um, looking at text amendments from time to time in terms of what could be permitted there either on a buy-right basis or a conditional use basis. Mm -hmm. So buy-right versus conditional. Sometimes I hear some uh, confusion around what that actually means. When Mm -hmm. they hear buy-right, they just assume that there's no process whatsoever, that the the person can just start pouring concrete and throwing up uh, (laughs) two-by-fours. Buy-right doesn't mean without any conditions whatsoever. It means you can do it, but through a different process and as long as you meet certain requirements, you can do it. We can't say no to. We can't say no. That's right. It, uh, you know, every property in the city is zoned for some type of use on a what we call buy right basis, meaning they don't have to seek special permission from city council to do something that is beyond that list of uses that are allowed. Some of those uses will require a site plan approval, mm-hmm. um, land disturbance permits, building permits. Sure, all of that. Uh, is required. But from a zoning standpoint, if you have uh, land that's zoned low-density residential, 
you're allowed to develop single family houses by right. The comp plan shows some like trees and a little bit of a, maybe a building or two. Uh, zoning map says low density residential. Uh, what wins? The zoning ordinance wins every single time. There you go. So check out the comp plan. Comp plan, I feel like, has more context to it. It kind of it gives a description of, hey, this is what we would like. This is what's been discussed by the public in the past. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, zoning wins. It does every single time. Every <laughs> single time. So, but comp plan is still important. We spent years working on it. Why do we do that, Tim? So it's really important to give the, uh, you know, the residents and uh, business developers and the community an idea of where we want to see change as compared to where we don't want to see change. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we have a lot of very established neighborhoods where we're not going to go in there uh, into a single-family residential subdivision and say, you know what, we, uh, we're going to let this person put an apartment building right in between your two single-family houses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's an area where the character map and the comp plan says these are neighborhoods that should remain of the character that they are today. Um, as compared to redevelopment sites, uh, some of which are zoned residential and some of which are zoned, you know, uh, a lot of them, quite honestly, are commercial and industrial sites that we mm -hmm. see coming before city council for a rezoning for what we call uh, PUD, which is planned unit development. And um, that's what most of our development uh, rezoning cases are now is, is uh, you know, we, we recognize that we're only 9.3 square miles. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to grow, if we are going to sustain growth, we need to intensify the development in the city. But it has to be in an orderly fashion, and it has to be on uh, properties where the city has said that they want to see change occur. So on the comp plan and the, and the character map of the comp plan, there's a few redevelopment sites identified. You got Ward Plaza is a big one that everyone knows about. Um, what are some other examples? So uh, the Smaltz property, for instance, um, the Berryville Avenue corridor, we have some uh, aging uh, commercial development, particularly along the north side there. Mm -hmm. um, you've got uh, properties like the Virginia Apple Storage uh, oh, yeah. property, a huge one uh, down off the west side of Valley Avenue. Um, quite a few of the other ones have been um, proposed for redevelopment recently. A mm -hmm. uh, good example is the, um, the Kasabian track, which is just in behind Lowe's there on Lake Boulevard. Um, you know, we didn't know uh, back in 2011 when that was identified for redevelopment that it would be suitable for residential. But mm -hmm. uh, by today's standard, that's where the demand is. Yeah. Uh, you know, the big box development um, with the... Uh, you know, the extent of uh, online purchasing, we don't need as much of that bricks mm -hmm. and mortar type of commercial development. And so residential turned out to be um, the, you know, the majority of that. It was still a mixed use product, yeah. but that was a good example where we, um, you know, never envisioned that somebody would come forward with almost uh, 250 residential units. Yeah. So we're the stage in the process that we're currently at, uh, it has gone through planning commission. We just talked that they spent you know a significant amount of time on it. Uh, it's gone through our planning and economic development committee, and now we're at full council. Uh, next big step is March first at the public hearing. What can people expect? And it's a special meeting being called just just for this purpose. So if you're coming out for that, it's on a Tuesday that we don't normally meet, March first. 
Um, what can people expect at the at the open house? So the first hour of that event is going to be an open house, uh, very similar to what the Planning Commission held back in uh, August of last year, uh, 2021. Uh, and that'll provide an opportunity for interested parties to review the various exhibits, including the character maps, the uh, 10 geographic planning area maps, and then also the text, although they can access the text uh, uh, you know, probably not the best use of your hour to sit there and read a hard copy of the narrative, but mm-hmm. to see some of the graphics and ask um, the planning staff and, and, and hopefully other staff and, and maybe some elected or planning commissioners about the changes that are proposed there. After that hour-long open house, then um, we will commence a public hearing with city council in the council chambers at 630. There you go. And then you can say your piece. You get three minutes. Say your piece about uh, the comp plan, and then, but it's not voted on that night. No, no, we're that's just for counselors to hear from the public. Uh, there will be another uh, meeting. There'll probably be one or two more meetings after the public hearing, in which there might be some more discussion and deliberation by council. Ultimately, they will vote on it by the end of March. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, state code says that the planning commission has to hold the public hearing then. Uh, do a resolution forwarding that to the elected body, in our case, city council. But council um, does not have to do an ordinance or a resolution, but most likely it will be in the form of a resolution to adopt the, uh, the complete update. Got it. Yeah, for those people who can't come to the open house or public hearing, um, we are accepting public comments through writing, in writing. So all they have to do is just send it to uh, the clerk email address or mail it drop it off or we have an online form yeah i was gonna say i think you mm-hmm. we've reinstated the uh, online comment portal yeah, there that's the preferred method just because it's easier but sure. uh, we, we accept it anyway yeah excellent well tim thank you very much for talking to us about the comp plan next Hi, time tim. we will remember we had this discussion <laughs> although it might be 10 years it might be 10 years before we talk about it maybe again. well third, I, I, you know i just want to point out this is a major update to the yeah. plan but um, the planning commission hadn't just been sitting around twiddling their thumbs. We oh, we had yeah. a we had a revision in 2014, and then we just had a a, a revision in 2020 uh, to designate the entire city as an urban development area. So this is a big update to the plan, uh, and so it's really when we say we haven't up- updated the plan since 2011, we haven't updated it to this extent. Got it. Got it. All right. Thank you very much, Tim. Good Thank seeing you. you. Good to see you. So there goes Tim Humans. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> the um, I was talk, just talking to somebody about Tim the other day. The um, he's been with the city for thirty three years. Yes. And he knows a lot. Of stuff. Yeah, and he, you know he's starting to think about that next that next stage. Um, and when when it does come time for him to retire, I think it's safe to say that no individual has had more um, influence on Impact. various city mm-hmm. projects. I mean, everything that's happened from a planning and development standpoint, you know, the, the neighborhoods you see, the buildings you see, street anything, names. street mm-hmm. names. I mean, Tim has his fingerprints on all of it. So uh, it'll be a, a momentous occasion when he uh, finally decides to hang up his spurs. So. Let's hope it's not anytime soon. Yeah. All right. So that's all we got for you today on the CityWorks uh, portion of the Rouse Review. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you around City Hall.